Welcome to the Bethesda Christian Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit yourbcc.org or download our mobile app from the App Store. Amen. Amen. Thank you to uh, Brother Barry and Brother Rob. Keep uh, Brother Noah. What am I saying, Brother Rob? It's Mr. Rob. Uh, Keep praying this week, church. Keep praying this week. I want you all to know we're doing our best here. We're doing our best here to follow all the recommendations of our federal and our state and our local leaders. Some elements of this morning's service, well, they may have been pre-recorded, but we want to reduce the number of people in the house, and we've been doing our best to do that. We're using technology to keep us together, to keep the entire uh, congregation from the youngest to the youngest at heart, all connected here. We're grateful for that. We had a little Kings Island this morning from Mr. Rob Susan. Uh, that's officially Rev Rob, but Mr. Rob Susan, for all you that take part in Kings Island, he had his question of the week and... I know there's some island bucks on the line for that. And officially, with the exact correct answer, Xavier Moss. So, hey, shout out to Xavier. Congratulations. You got the question of the week. I want to uh, thank Mr. Rob Susan. Send him some love if you want on the uh, Facebook uh, Live. Give Give him a few thumbs up and a few hearts. He's doing a great job, and we're glad and grateful for that. And, uh, of course, we heard Brother Barry and Noah give us a great exhortation to pray. Let's keep it up. Church, keep it up. Keep the prayer guide in front of you. If you don't have it, you can certainly get it online. Just check out our website. There's a link right there for you. Keep it in front of you. This week, our focus was our support teams. We had no idea when this guide was being conceived put together, just where we would be this week, how many of us would be relying on our support teams. Uh, We've moved from gathering physically together to this online gathering, and I want to say I'm grateful. I am grateful for all the extra effort from some of our support teams that have just been going tirelessly uh, for us here at the church, tirelessly for you so we can all be connected and have ourselves a great service online and just honor the Lord and praise the Lord. So uh, I, I just wanted to make that acknowledgement. Uh, our congregation can have some cohesiveness and some connection because of this extra effort. Uh, and I know, I realize we all long to be together again. We miss you. We want to see your faces. We're looking forward to the day that uh, this sanctuary is again full of people where we can uh, worship the Lord together. These days we're living in right now are temporary. This is not a new normal. I've heard people say this is the new normal. It's not a new normal. This is a temporary abnormal. We're going to get back to being together here. We do not uh, have gathering here as a, a people... Uh, We don't have gathering in God's house this morning, but let's not focus on that. Let's not focus on what we don't have at the moment. Let's focus on what we do have. Let's focus on what God has given us. And to make that point, I want to share with you 
uh, a great, great encouraging testimony that I received uh, just yesterday, really, from Uganda, Africa. In Uganda, we support a mission uh, where it teaches what's called community health empowerment and evangelism, or CHE, we call it. And this mission teaches poor villages in Uganda things about personal hygiene and sanitation and food preparation, etc. Really, really helps with health. And one small village really needed some help. And I want to just share with you from the letter I received. It says uh, about this little village, they couldn't farm They couldn't do anything. It was dirty with rubbish dumped everywhere. Animals, pigs, and dogs were trying to eat the same from the same plates. We started teaching lessons on hygiene and sanitation. Gradually, the village began to improve, getting cleaner. Well, this village also had a well, but the well was broken. And it had been broken for five years. And the reason it remained broken all that length of time was because the village could not get enough money together collectively to fix that well. They needed equivalent to us $100. In over five years, they could not bring it together. But soon after the CHE program was established, this village came together. They started to be unified and they were able to raise the $100 necessary for the well. Not only that, they were raising even more. And they began to see how unity and a sense of purpose could help them all. And from the report I received over the course of four years, they were able to raise $3,000. And they put that to good use. They planted, they fertilized, They were able to procure a generator for the village. They were able to renovate a a building for the church. They provided a motorcycle for their pastor. Now, one of the leaders wrote this in the letter. We have been tricked to focus on what we didn't have. We have learned to focus on what God has already given us and use it to the maximum. Let's focus on what God has given us. Let's focus on what we have. He's given us a way to communicate. He's given us a way to share, to be united via technology. Let's use it to our advantage. None of us are happy that we're sequestered or we're quarantined in our homes. But remember, remember what I said last week. We will look back on this and remember how we responded. The vast majority of you are responding so well, you're without fear, you're leaning on the Lord, but some have been a little dismissive, even vocal about the decisions that are being made, some uh, even skepticism on the radio waves about churches not getting together. But now is not the time to be divisive. Now is the time for a little self-sacrifice, a little foregoing our desires for a greater cause. A greater cause beyond ourselves. We should be united, working together toward a common goal. Now is not the time to be questioning the decisions. Now is not the time to focus on what we don't have. Focus rather on what God has given us. Focus on what we have and let's use it to the maximum. As Christians, we're called to do that. 
common unity, shared sacrifice. Let's be exemplifying that. Let's show harmony, being in one accord, even when times are trying. In John chapter 13, it shows us that. A portion of that chapter is in our prayer guide this week. Leading into John 13, Jesus explained some difficult times were coming, and they would be coming very soon. Jesus said, my soul is troubled. My hour has come. I'm going to be lifted up. He was talking about going to the cross, the way he was going to die. And he said, you have the light. He was referring to himself, but he said, the light's only going to be here for a very short time. Then he sat down to the last meal with his friends. But his disciples, they weren't getting along. They were being divisive. They were arguing. They had been arguing about who was the greatest among them. Arguing at such a time. Can you imagine that? The Lord had expressed that he was going to be going to a cross. Days from that time, he would be coming to an end, giving his life. He was going to be crucified. And here they were, being dismissive and divisive. It was a crucial time. And they were a divided group. Now we find Jesus in John 13. He's going to he's going to give them a lesson. And he did something that addressed their disunity and it stunned them all. He stopped the meal and he washed their feet. Having loved his own, he loved them to the very end. And then he said, one of you has turned against me. One of you is going to betray me. Do it quickly. The lives of the disciples were about to be upended. Jesus told them what was coming. And he was explicit about it. And he left them with this at the close of John chapter 13. This is John 13 verses 34 to 35. Jesus' words. Jesus saying this. A new command I give you. Love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Church, we're in a crucial time. Let's not have a divided house, but a united house. United in love. Love for one another. Let's love one another with a love that everyone can see, that everyone can discern, and share that love with others. I know that the practical ways to share our love have been stymied. We can't visit certain nursing homes. They're closed off. They're closed off even to family. They are completely quarantined. Rehab facilities, too, have been totally shut out. We shouldn't be going into certain homes of uh, high-risk individuals. We We might expose them to infection. But we can be imaginative. We can be creative. There are some zero risk ways to love others. There are. You can call your neighbors. I know. We like to use these devices to send texts, to write emails. How about we get a little bit old-fashioned and call someone? Let them hear our voice. A little human-to-human contact. If your neighbors are sequestered, if they're shut in, 
Give them a call. Find out how they're doing. Let them hear a voice. Perhaps there are things that could be shipped. There are. Things can be shipped. Things can be mailed. We can purchase supplies online. We could gift them to someone else. Have them shipped right to their porch. And that's one way to help. We could write a prayer. Now that's really, really going back in time, isn't it? Actually sitting down and writing a note. But think about it. If you took the time to write a postcard or a letter to someone just to lift their spirits. Someone who's sitting home all alone and they have something that they can physically touch that has your signature of love on it. That'd be a great way to lift the spirit. Let's focus on what we have. We have ways to love one another. Let's focus on that and not on the things that we don't have. Let's display our unity and our love for one another. And when we do, we lift up another. We dispel fear. We relieve anxieties. And we show others Jesus Christ. Let's trust him. If there's one thing I remember about my mother who uh, went home to be with the Lord just last year at 92 years of age, if there's one thing I remember about her, it was this. She would often say, trust the Lord. My mother, who was from that generation that was called the greatest generation, she'd lived through a Great Depression. She'd been quarantined during the scarlet fever problem. She went through a world war. She went through the Cold War, where the threat of a nuclear destruction was going on while she was all raising her children. There were Mideast conflicts. There was 9-11. There was the wars in Iraq, Afghanistan. And her motto was, you've got to trust the Lord. Living through all those things, all those times, reminding, trust the Lord. So if you've been nervous, if you've been frightened for what the future holds, let's together trust the Lord. Psalm number five, it's a portion in our prayer guide this week. It's a great psalm of trust. It's powerful. The word of God is powerful. And I encourage you uh, that you should use the word of God. Use God's word. Read it out loud. Read it out loud to your family. Let them hear it. It's powerful. It'll help, it'll help to put fears aside and it'll instill a trust in God. And I want to conclude this morning with a selection from Psalm 5. I'm going to read verses 1 through 4 and then the verses that are in our prayer guide 11 and 12. It says this, Listen to my words. Lord, consider my lament. Hear my cry for help, my King and my God. For, you, for to you I pray. Hear my cry for help. In the morning, Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my request before you and wait expectantly. For you are not a God who is pleased with wickedness. With you, evil people are not welcome. But let all who take refuge in you be glad. Let them ever sing for joy. Spread your protection over them that those who love your name may rejoice in you. Surely, Lord, you bless the righteous. You surround them with favor as with a shield. Now, this is a psalm that King David wrote. 
What might we take away from it on a day like today? See a couple of things. Number one, it's directness. See how direct David is to the Lord. He made his petition known without equivocation. He stated his case. He's earnest. The opening repeats three times David's call to the Lord. He says, listen, Lord, listen. And then he says, consider, Lord, consider. Hear my cry. Hear my cry. He's direct. He's earnest before God. And that's an example to all of us. In our time of need, in our time of trouble, let's be as David was. Be direct. Be earnest. Do not be afraid to plead your case to Almighty God. David gives us a clear example to emulate as an approach to God. And see his priority. This is a priority in his daily life. He said, in the morning, Lord, the day begins with an acknowledgement of God. Yes, that's right. In the morning, Lord, I'll remember to talk to you. You are my God. You are my king. This is a great example for us. And remember what Noah said earlier. He said, make prayer part of your daily life. Your day. Make it part of your day. Let's follow the example of David. In the morning, Lord, hear my cry. Hear my cry. Lay your request before him. Just like David did. David gives us a meaningful and a practical way to approach God. And he shares with us an attitude to have in prayer. And what's that attitude? Trust. Trust. I lay my requests before you, God, and I wait expectantly. Now there's a heart of trust. David made his requests without equivocation. He addressed the Lord. It was his habit. It was his daily morning routine. And he was trusting God. He waited with hope. An expectation before his God and his king. And then he acknowledged God's character. God is holy. He's not pleased with wickedness. He does not welcome evil. David continued through the remainder of his prayer to recognize God's holiness as he pleaded with God to deal with his enemies. And he concluded with another word of trust. God, I take refuge in you. You're my refuge. Lord, shield me with your protection. Surround me with your shield. David's enemies were wielding clubs and swords. We're dealing with an insidious, invisible enemy. But that enemy is just as powerless before Almighty God as David's enemies were as powerless before Almighty God. Let's take refuge in our God. Fear not. Do not be shaken by what we don't have. Some, I know you're without employment. Your daily routine has been rocked. Don't be tricked by the enemy to focus on what you do not have. Let's focus on what we do have. Let's stay in unity. Let's love one another. Let's trust God, our King. And let's pray. We're going to pray as we close. We're going to pray for you. And we're going to invoke and follow, emulate David's prayer of trust and protection. Oh, Lord God, 
we acknowledge you as Lord. There is no other. Lord, may we be humble in your sight. Lord, knowing that you are God, you are in control, and there is nothing you can't do. Lord, we know that you could take care of the situation in a word. Lord, we thank you that we can come to you and that in your presence there is peace. Lord, we trust you. Lord, we pray, God, that you would put that desire in our hearts to know you more through this time. Lord, that every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ yeah. is Lord. Lord, put that trust in our hearts for you, Lord God. Lord, we pray, God, for protection. Lord, that you would be our shield. Lord, that you would protect all, Lord, God, that come to you, that call upon the name of Jesus. Lord, you are able. And Lord, we are praying, God, that you would keep any harm away from your people. Lord, you are our shield. Lord, go before us. Lord, surround us. Lord, that nothing could come against us. Lord, bless your people. Lord, may this be a time that you would draw hearts to you, Lord, that you would raise up an army, Lord, of soldiers that would be praising the name of Jesus, knowing that you are our refuge, you are our strength, you are our everything, you are the protector, Amen. Lord, you are the lifter of our heads, Lord, call your people to their knees to call upon the name of Jesus, that Jesus would be exalted, there is no other. Lord, forgive us. Lord, forgive us as a people. Forgive us as a nation and as a world that we have been focused on other things. Lord, that we have made other things priority. Lord, you are are all in all and you are to be lifted up you are the king on the throne lord turn eyes to jesus lord we thank you we thank you for what you're doing through this time lord we are asking for a move of your holy spirit and lord we thank you for what you're going to do we praise you for what you're going to do lord protect your people lord you created the heavens and the earth and there is nothing you can't do lord we pray against fear lord that your people would not fear lord that we would Praise the name of Jesus through this time. Lord, that we would love others. And Lord, that people would come to know you as their peace, as their provider, as everything that we need in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we just say, please seal that prayer. God, hear it from heaven. Seal it by the power of your Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.